when blind Bartimaeus came to Jesus, he came poor, he came crippled, but he abandoned everything and he came to Jesus and cried for his mercy and he came in faith. Preaching the old time gospel with a fresh anointing to a new generation. This is Saved to the Uttermost with evangelist Brian Tyndall. You may have heard it said you need to come to Jesus, either to fix a situation you're in or for salvation. But how? In today's study, Brian Tyndall will give us practical steps in approaching the Lord through the study of blind Bartimaeus, a beggar who called out to Jesus from the side of the road. The exchange changed his life forever, and God wants to change yours too. So turn now to Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse 46. That's Mark 10:46 for a study entitled, How to Come to Jesus Christ. Here's Brian. If you have your Bibles today, I'm going to ask you to turn to Mark chapter 10, the gospel of Mark chapter 10. And today we're going to be thinking about how do I come to Jesus Christ? How do I come to Jesus Christ? I remember before uh, I was saved, before I made a profession of faith in Christ, um, I remember I would listen to sermons and preachers would talk about that those that were lost needed to come and to give their life to Christ. They needed to come to Christ. And even after I was saved, I've heard many times in different uh, teaching and preaching situations where uh, the pastor was saying that uh, we need to come to Jesus Christ with our problems. We need to come to him with the different situations that we need help with. And my question was always in the back of my mind, okay, I need to come to Jesus Christ. How does a person come to Jesus Christ? I mean, obviously, if somebody's lost, they uh, have never been saved from their sins, they've never placed their faith in Christ, they've never repented of their sins, they're, they're without salvation, uh, they do need to come to Christ, they do need to be saved. But I think a lot of times we tell people that they need to come to Christ, whether that be for salvation or for help with other types of problems in their life, but we don't tell them how it is that they come to Jesus. We tell them what they need to do, but we don't tell them how to do it. And so what we're going to explore in this sermon is simply, how do I come to Jesus Christ? And in Mark chapter 10, we have a wonderful example of a man known in Scripture as Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus was a man that had a great need in his life, and he did come to Jesus, and Jesus met his need, and blind Barnabas received what he needed from Jesus, and he was healed of his blindness. And I want us to look at that story in the Word of God, because I believe that some of the principles that we see there, some of the very practical things that blind Barnabas did on that day that he came to Jesus, I believe we can see in that how we can come to Jesus Christ. And so in Mark chapter 10, beginning in verse 46, we read, And they, that is Jesus and his disciples, came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garments, rose 
and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now that is a wonderful story with a wonderful outcome. Here is a man that's blind, blind Bartimaeus. He cannot see. And as a result of this handicap, he finds himself in a situation where he cannot work. He cannot provide for himself in the society that he lived in. And so he has had to resort to sitting beside the road and begging the people that pass by that they might give him uh, some type of support, that they might give him some offerings that he can use to buy food and the other necessities for his life. And on this particular day, as he's there begging, uh, people are going down the road and Jesus passes by and Jesus not only passes by, but blind Bartimaeus has an encounter with the living Lord Jesus Christ. And he comes to Jesus and Jesus meets his need. What I want us to look at is I want us to begin to look at some specific things in this story that can be applied to, I think, anybody's life that needs to come to Jesus Christ. The very first thing I see in verse 46 is that blind Bartimaeus realized that Jesus was passing by. Now, I don't know exactly how he came to that realization. Maybe uh, Jesus had been in the community preaching and, and, and doing other things. And, and by this time, Jesus had gotten a, a lot of notoriety because Jesus had been performing miracles. He had been feeding the hungry. He had been teaching and preaching in such a way and with authority like people had never heard before. And so people were really beginning to notice Jesus. And he was really beginning to draw and attract crowds as he would go from one place to another. And so maybe Jesus had been in that region and, and many people knew that he was there and, and they were talking about it as they were walking down the streets and maybe blind Bartimaeus heard some of those discussions. But somehow, some way, as he sat by the roadside begging that day, blind Bartimaeus came to understand that Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, was going to be passing by. I believe that's the very first step in coming to Jesus. If we don't realize that Jesus is, and if we don't realize that Jesus is passing by us, if we don't realize that he's near, if we don't realize that he's coming where we can call on him. You see, I believe that's the problem. A lot of people simply, uh, they, they just don't even believe that Jesus is, is who he says he is. They don't believe that Jesus is God. They don't believe that he's our savior. They don't believe that, that he's the one person that we can call on that can change our life, not only give us salvation, but can meet any need that we have in our life. You see, they're going to false religions. They're going to false prophets. They're going to uh, physical people in the world to try to receive what they need in some area of their life rather than going to creator God, rather than going to the one that formed them in the womb, rather than going to the one that created them and died for them on a cross, rather than going to the one that can meet any need that they have. They're simply not recognizing that Jesus 
Jesus is who they need to be reaching out to. But blind Barnabas, when he heard that Jesus was passing by, he knew that Jesus was who he needed to reach out to. He knew that Jesus was the one that could meet his need. And my friend, that's where it begins today. You have to come to a realization in your life that you can't meet every need that you have, that money can't meet every need that you have, that education can't meet every need you have, religion can't meet every need you have. It's only Jesus Christ that can meet these deepest needs that are in our life, whether they be spiritual or physical. And here's the thing that goes with that. Not only do we need to realize that it's Jesus, but we, like blind Bartimaeus, need to realize that he is passing by. It's not that Jesus is real and he's a million miles removed from us. No, Blind Barnabas was there beside the road and the God of this universe was going to pass by him. Jesus was going to come right past him. Did you know the scripture says that wherever two or three people are gathered in his name, there is he also in their midst. Jesus Christ, the same Jesus that we're reading about in this passage of scripture, the same Jesus that died on the cross, the same Jesus that rose from the dead victorious over the grave, the same Jesus Jesus that ascended into heaven, the same Jesus that sits at the right hand of the throne of God, that same Jesus is passing by us all the time. In fact, scripture says in Revelation chapter three, verse 20, that behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. He's knocking all the time at our heart's door. I'll guarantee you that if you're lost, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, he is always there. He is intimately close to you, knocking on your heart all of the time. But you see, we have so much noise and distraction and the world has so many things that keep us from being able to hear that Jesus is there. My friends, I can assure you today that Jesus Christ, if you have a need in your life today, whether it be spiritual or physical or in a relationship or whatever it is, Jesus Christ is here. Jesus Christ is close and you can call out to him and he will hear you. But also see that not only must we realize that Jesus is passing by and that he's the one that we need to be reaching out to, I also see that we need to be willing to acknowledge that we have a problem. We need to be willing to acknowledge we have a problem. The scripture says in verse 46, And they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Now, obviously, if blind Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road begging, Obviously, if he was there reaching out to people that were walking by saying, please help me, then blind Barnabas knew that he had a problem and he was willing to admit that he had a problem. He was willing to admit that he had a need in his life that he could not meet. And I'm telling you, that is one of the crucial steps to us receiving what we need from Jesus Christ. That is one of the crucial steps to us being able to come to Jesus Christ is not only realizing who he is and that he's the one we need to be reaching out to, but also realizing that we need to be willing to acknowledge our problem. We need to be willing to acknowledge our need. All of the people on the road with Jesus that day had problems, but the only one that scripture tells us received a solution for his problem. The only one that received a miracle that day, at least that we're told in scripture, is blind Bartimaeus. Many people were there that day. 
You can't tell me that every single one of those people walking on the road with Jesus that day, that every one of them, they had problems in their life and they were walking right there with the living Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, according to scripture, most of those people, all of them except blind Bartimaeus, they did not receive what they need. How many times in our lives have we had a need, whether it be spiritual or, or whatever type of need it is, and Jesus Christ is so close. He's literally knocking on our heart and saying, let me in. I want to help you. I want to solve these issues in your life. I want to change your life. How many times has Jesus been so close to us and our need was so great, and yet we were not willing to acknowledge our need? We were not willing to humble ourselves and admit that we had problems that we were unable to solve. My friends, we must recognize that Jesus Christ is the solution to our problem, and we must be willing to humble ourselves and acknowledge the need that we have in our life. But the scripture also says that blind Barnabas not only recognized his need, but when Jesus was actually passing by, he cried out for mercy from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse 47, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, I believe that's one of the keys to coming to Jesus. When we come to Jesus, we don't come through money. We don't come through religion. We don't come through good works. When we come to Jesus, we come and we're simply crying out. We're humbling ourselves and crying out for his mercy. We're saying, Lord, I have a need in my life and I, I'm wanting to humble myself and I'm wanting to call out to you as my creator, as my sustainer, as my God, as my savior. I want to cry out to you and I want you to have mercy on me. I don't want you to give me what I deserve because as a sinner, what I deserve is punishment and hell. I don't want what I deserve. I want you to give me your mercy. I want you to give me your grace. I want you to give me what I don't deserve. I want you to give me what I need. Are you willing to cry out to Jesus Christ for his mercy today? My friends, if you're not willing to humble yourself and to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for his mercy and grace, then I can promise you, you're never going to receive from him what you need. We must be like blind Bartimaeus. We must not only recognize our need and acknowledge our need, but we must recognize that that need can be met only in Jesus Christ and that the way that we come to him is by humbling ourselves and crying out for him and his mercy and his grace. I like what the scripture says because the scripture says that when blind Bartimaeus began to cry out, that there were negative voices there that said, stop doing that. Be quiet. You're embarrassing yourself. We read that in verse 48. The scripture says, And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. How many times when people begin to come to Jesus Christ, whether that be in a revival service or a, an evangelistic service, and there are people there that know that they're lost and, and the Holy Spirit of God begins to convict them of their sin and of their need for Jesus, and the Spirit of God begins to move and to draw people to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, and there's people there, maybe friends, maybe family members that are, that are putting pressure on them and saying, you know, don't go up there, don't do that. You're going to embarrass yourself. You're, you, you know, you, you need to sow your wild oats. You can, you can go another time. You, you need to wait. 
And, and if it's not people that, that have negative voices like blind Bartimaeus had, he had people that were there being negative and telling him not to go to Jesus Christ. But you can believe if they're not actual physical people in your life that are speaking negatively, then Satan is going to be there. The Bible says that Satan is a liar. The Bible says that Satan is seeking to kill, steal, and destroy in our life. And you can believe that anytime Jesus Christ is passing by, and anytime we are feeling drawn to Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, and that anytime that we're feeling like we need to humble ourselves and cry out for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, Satan is there. And he's saying, don't do that. You need to wait. You don't need to be a, a religious fanatic. You need to sow your wild oats. You need to live your life. And, and he's encouraging us not to go, not to go to Jesus Christ. And what I want us to see from this is, if we're going to come to Jesus, then we're going to have to stop listening to those negative voices. The people were there. They were saying, blind Bartimaeus, be quiet. Blind Bartimaeus, you're embarrassing yourself. Why, you know, quit yelling, quit screaming. You're making a spectacle. People are starting to stare at you. And you know what the scripture says? That when the people began to discourage blind Bartimaeus, the scripture says he began to yell louder and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. We're going to have to do the same thing. We're going to have to do the same thing. Because when we begin to realize our need to come to Jesus Christ, those negative voices are going to show up in our life as well. Sometimes they're going to be our family members. Sometimes it's going to be our spouse. Sometimes it's going to be our children, our mother, our father, our friends. But if it's not those people, it's going to be Satan himself that's there whispering in our ear saying, don't go to Jesus. And he will give us a thousand excuses why we need to not go to Jesus Christ or why, why we need to postpone coming to Jesus Christ. And the only way we're going to come to Christ is if we are willing to overcome those negative voices in our life. But I also see in this passage of scripture that we have to be ready to come when Jesus calls. We have to be ready to come when Jesus calls. The scripture says in verse 49, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And so here's the picture that we get from scripture. Here's blind Bartimaeus seated beside the wall and he's begging, he's blind, he can't see. And there are crowds, multitudes of people that are walking back and forth down this dusty road. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus with his a group of disciples and, and whoever else was with him on that day. And so I can picture that there were probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of people on the road that day. And the dust is being stirred from their footsteps and the animals. And, and there's all types of noise because people are talking and gossiping and chattering and children are playing and animals are making noise. And so blind Bartimaeus realizes that Jesus is close and he begins to call out. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And even though all of that activity was going on, even though all that noise was taking place, Jesus stopped in the middle of that road and he turned and he began to look. And I can imagine that his disciples stopped and looked and said, you know, what are you doing? And Jesus said, uh, I hear somebody calling my name. I hear somebody calling out for mercy. 
And I can imagine his disciples were thinking, uh, who knows? I mean, there's so much activity. There's so much noise. I mean, and, and then when they realized, oh, Jesus, it's just some old beggar over there beside the road. It's just some old beggar over there beside the road. And Jesus said, call that man. Come to me. Come to me, blind Barnabas. My friends, let me tell you something. When you call out for the Lord Jesus Christ, when you're willing to humble yourself and call out for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, he will hear you. He will hear you. I don't care where you are. I don't care how many people are around. I don't care what the situation is that's going on in your life. I don't care how desperate it is. I don't care how how far you've drifted away. If you will humble yourself and begin to cry out in faith for the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you will begin to call out for Jesus and say, Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. I need your salvation. I need your forgiveness. I need your cleansing. I need your healing. I need whatever it is that I have in my life. I need you to touch me. I need you to do a work in my life. My friends, there has nobody in the history of the world that has ever called on the name of Jesus Christ in faith and asked for his mercy that has been turned away. And blind Barnabas wasn't turned away either. In fact, Jesus stopped in the middle of that road and with all of that activity going on around him, he called blind Bartimaeus. He said, blind Bartimaeus, come here. And you know what's going to happen in your life when you begin to call on Jesus Christ, when you begin to humble yourself and you begin to recognize Jesus for who he is, and you begin to acknowledge your problem and you begin to humble yourself and call on Jesus for his mercy and his grace, and you overcome those negative voices and you don't let them discourage you, but you insist that you're going to call on Jesus Christ, you know what's going to happen? He's going to hear your cry and he's going to say, come to me, come to me. The Bible is full of examples where Jesus called people to come to him. In fact, the Bible says that no one can come to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws them. You see, we've got to be called. We've got to be drawn. But he is doing that. He is calling you. He is drawing you through his word and through the power of his Holy Spirit. He is calling you. He is drawing you. But we're going to have to be just like blind Bartimaeus. We're going to have to respond to his call. We're going to have to come to him. How many people... Uh, they could have received what they needed for Jesus Christ, but they were unwilling to come to him when he called. They were unwilling to respond to him when his word spoke to them and said, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden. They were unwilling to come to him. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And yet how few people there are that are willing to come to Jesus Christ. My friends, we've got to be willing to come. We've got to be willing to come in faith and come in repentance. Jesus said that if you're not willing to acknowledge me before men, I will not be willing to acknowledge you before my Father, which is in heaven. You see, there, there comes a time in all of our lives when we've got to be willing publicly to respond to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know many times in my life, the Lord has worked in my life personally and privately. 
And, and many times he works in your lives personally and privately. But I can tell you over and over and over again in the New Testament, we see examples like this example in blind Bartimaeus' life where Jesus Christ called people publicly. And Jesus said in his word what we just looked at. He said, if you're not willing to acknowledge me before men, I'm not going to be willing to acknowledge you before my father, which is in heaven. You see, blind Barnabas had to get up off the ground and he had to literally come to Jesus Christ. And we're going to have to come to him also. We're going to have to come to him when he calls. I also see that blind Barnabas, in order to come to Jesus, had to renounce everything in his life so that he could come to Jesus Christ. When blind Bartimaeus got up off the ground, it says in verse 50, and he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. Now, blind Bartimaeus is a handicapped man, as a man that could not see, and in his society probably couldn't hold down a job, and, and he was a beggar. He did not have many earthly possessions, but he owned the clothes that were on his back, and like many of the poor around the world, they might not have much, but they have a few meager earthly possessions. But blind Barnabas had to let those things go. He had to walk away from those clothes. He had to walk away from those few material possessions that he had there beside the road. The scripture says that he let his cloak go and he came to Jesus. We're going to have to let the things in our life go in order to come to Jesus. The problem with too many people in the world today, they want to come to Jesus, but they don't want to let the earthly material things go that are in their life. They don't want to let their sin go. They don't want to let their bad habits go. They don't want to let these wrong relationships go. They don't want to let their filthy talk go. They don't want to let whatever it is that's holding them back go. But I can promise you, that just like blind Barnabas had to allow those things to be cast away in order that he might come to Jesus Christ. We're going to have to allow those things in our life that are holding us back. We're going to have to cast those things away in our life as well. Do you remember the rich young ruler that came to Jesus? He was on the opposite end of the spectrum from blind Barnabas. Blind Barnabas had physical problems. Blind Barnabas was poor. Blind Barnabas was a beggar. Blind Barnabas didn't have many material possessions. The rich young ruler had everything, worldly speaking. He had money. He had power. He had position. He had possession. He had materialism. He had wealth. And yet he came because he recognized that with all those things that he had in his life, there was still something missing. There was still something that he needed. And he recognized that that need was Jesus. And he came and he said, Jesus, what must I do? What must I do? And Jesus said, this is what you do. You go home and sell all that you have and come and follow me. You release all of those things that you're putting your trust and your faith in. You let go of your money and your position and your power and your materialism. You let that go. You release that. You cast that away. And then you come and follow me. And the scripture says that unlike blind Barnabas, who cast those few meager possessions away and came to Jesus, the rich young ruler went away sad 
because he was unwilling to part with his possessions. He was unwilling to release those material things in order that he might embrace those spiritual things. But my friends, I'm telling you today, the scripture said, Jesus said in Luke chapter 14, verse 53, so likewise, whosoever of you who does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Now, I'm not saying that every person that comes to Jesus has to literally get rid of everything that they have materially. But I am saying this, and I'm saying it has scriptural merit. And that is that every person that comes to Jesus Christ has to be willing to abandon everything that they have in this life, everything material, because you can't come to Jesus Christ and receive what you need from him and have your hands full of the materialistic, fleshly, sinful things of this world. We can't have both. We have to say, I'm no longer putting my trust and my faith in these material things, in these human things. I'm releasing these things. These things are not what's important to me. I'm releasing those things. I'm casting them away. I'm turning my back on those things. And I'm coming to Christ and to Christ alone. The scripture says that when blind Barnabas came to Jesus, and you can imagine that that was a, an effort, that was a spectacle within itself, because here's this blind man, and he gets up from a seated position, and he begins to cast away the garments that are hindering him from coming, and the baggage or whatever it was that he had there on the ground. And he begins to make his way through the crowd, and he begins to feel his way because he can't see, and he's having to feel his way along. And he makes his way out into the middle of the road, and he's standing in front of Jesus. And Jesus asked him specifically, Blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? We read that in verse 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. One of the conditions when we come to Jesus Christ is he's going to ask us that same question. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And so many times I hear people pray and they say, Lord, bless me and Lord, help me and Lord, guide me and Lord, sustain me. And they talk in all of these uh, spiritual, religious sounding generic terms. My friends, that's not how Jesus operates. He wants us to come to him and he wants us to tell him specifically what we want him to do. My friends, if you need to be saved today, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone for salvation, don't you come to him and say, Lord, I want you to restore me. I want you to help me turn over a new leaf. I want you to help me be a better person. No, you come to him and you humble yourself and you cry out for his mercy and you say, Lord, what I need today is forgiveness. What I need today is cleansing through your precious blood. What I need today is salvation. I'm putting my faith in you and in you alone and the work that you did for me on the cross and Lord I want you to save me speak to the Lord specifically you say Brian my need isn't spiritual I'm already saved I have needs in other areas of my life so did blind Bartimaeus and when blind Bartimaeus was asked by Jesus what do you want me to do for you he didn't say well Lord I just want you to give me better health I just want you to bless me physically no he said I want to receive my sight I want to be healed from my blindness. He was specific. 
And we need to be specific about what we're requesting from the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe many times people do not receive what they need when they pray. They do not receive what they need when they call on the name of Jesus Christ because they're so general in their request. We need to be specific about what it is that we need. And then the scripture says that blind Barnabas came to Jesus in faith. He came to Jesus through faith. He came to Jesus with faith. And my friends, that is the only way to come to Jesus. We can't come to Jesus through our good works. We can't come to Jesus through our church. We can't come to Jesus through our religion. We can't come to Jesus through money. We can't come to Jesus through anything other than faith. We must come to Jesus in faith. And we see in this passage of Scripture that blind Bartimaeus did that. It says in verse 52, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. When blind Bartimaeus came to Jesus, he came poor, he came crippled, he came with problems, he came with issues in his life that he was incapable of solving, but he abandoned everything. He renounced all, he cast away everything, and he came to Jesus and cried for his mercy, and he came in faith. And Jesus said, because you've come to me through faith, because you've come to me in faith, blind Bartimaeus, I'm going to give you what you request. I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going to heal your blindness. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And not only is salvation a gift of God, but in many different areas of our lives, what we need from the Lord Jesus Christ, it can't be bought, it can't be worked for. It's something that we have got to come to the Lord in faith. We have to come through faith. And then he receives us and he does a work in our life as we put our faith in him and in him alone. As we conclude this message today, I want us to say, how do we know that the decision that blind Barnabas made was real? How do we know that what happened to him that day on the road was real? How do I know that this was a genuine thing that happened in blind Barnabas's life? I believe it's because of what we read at the end of verse 52. It says, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. He followed Jesus in the way. You see, the way I know that what happened to blind Barnabas wasn't just something that was a, an emotional experience or a, just a religious experience or just a momentary experience. The way that I know that what happened to blind Barnabas was something supernatural, it was something permanent, it was something real, it was something everlasting, is because the scripture says that he came to Jesus blind, but he left as a man that could see. He was healed of his blindness. He received the miracle that he needed. And then the scripture says that that man, blind Barnabas, after he had received his sight, he left and he followed Jesus in the way. The way that we're going to know if what we have received is genuine is if it's a supernatural work of God. 
My friends, let me tell you something. If you receive something and it's only from a preacher, it's only from a man, it's only from uh, what human effort can do, then it's not going to be something that makes an eternal difference in your life. But when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ and you come to him crying out for his mercy and you come to him through faith and you specifically ask for what you need, when he grants your request, if it's salvation, when he does a work of salvation in your life, it's not going to be something that just lasts for a week or a month or a year. It's going to be something that lasts forever. It's going to be a life-changing experience. It's going to be something supernatural that only God can do in your life. And the way that it's going to be demonstrated physically, the fruit that's going to show it to be authentic is that you're going to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. If you've had some kind of experiences in the past where you, you know, got emotional or where the, where you went and joined a church or where you had some kind of religious experience and that only lasted for a short amount of time and then you went back to being just like you were before, then my friends, you haven't had a real genuine salvation experience. You haven't had a real experience where you've had an encounter with the living Lord Jesus Christ and he's done something supernatural in your life. Because when he does something supernatural in your life, it's going to be for good. It's going to be forever. And you're going to respond to him by becoming his child, by becoming his disciple, by becoming a lifelong and eternal follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. My prayer for you today is that whatever need it is that you have in your life today, that you would stop going to people in the world and that you would stop looking to things in the world to meet your need and that you would go to Jesus and Jesus alone and that you would cry out to him in the way that blind Bartimaeus did. And my friends, I can tell you today based on the authority of God's word that if you will come to Jesus and you will humble yourself and cry out to him for his mercy and if you'll come through faith, even childlike faith, he will hear you, he will respond to you, he will answer you, and he will do a supernatural work in your life that only Jesus can do. And it won't be something that lasts for a day or a week, but it'll be something that lasts all the days of your life on this earth, and it'll be something that lasts for eternity. Whatever your need is today, my friends, I want to point you to the one that can meet that need, and that one is the living Lord Jesus Christ. Come to him and come to him today. In Jesus' name, amen. The only one that can meet your real needs is Jesus. Come to him today. This is Saved to the Uttermost, and you've been listening to a message from evangelist Brian Tyndall entitled, How to Come to Jesus Christ. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message, simply visit Uttermost Evangelism for details on how to order. That website again is uttermostevangelism.org. If you prefer to write us, just send a letter to Uttermost Evangelism, P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. That's P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc. That's spelled P-O-N-T-O-T-O-C. Mississippi, zip 38863. You can also phone us at 662-372-1912. That's 662-372-1912.
Whatever way you contact us, we'd love to send you a free resource by Brian entitled Salvation, Man's Greatest Need, God's Greatest Gift. This book examines five aspects of salvation, why all people need to be saved, how God has made our salvation possible, why anyone can be saved, what salvation really is, and how we receive God's gift of salvation. The book is our gift to you for simply telling us you heard the offer on the Save to the Uttermost program. Brian Tyndall is the founder and president of Uttermost Evangelism. Brian has been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ for over 25 years and has pastored churches and preached revivals and evangelistic meetings in the United States and Europe. In fact, Brian and his family served for eight years as church planting missionaries in Romania and planted five churches there. Today, Brian ministers through Uttermost Evangelism as a full-time missionary evangelist. Uttermost Evangelism and the Save to the Uttermost broadcast are funded by the generous gifts of people just like you. Your support helps further kingdom growth. Send your tax-deductible donation to P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863, or visit uttermostevangelism.org. Thanks for listening today, and join us again next time. And remember, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those that come to God through Him. God bless. Save to the Uttermost is provided by Uttermost Evangelism, Pontotoc, Mississippi.